Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people who almost forgot the intro to this show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. We're off to a great start. That doesn't bode well for our 9.51 start time. (laughs) Uh, Everything is fine. The hell closet has returned. (laughs) Yeah. We have to go to work tomorrow. We have to go to work tomorrow. Tomorrow's another day. It sure is. I actually have very little to offer this Gripe Fest, shockingly. Shockingly? I feel like you have real problems over there. No, I've had the most delightful week, I told you. (laughs) You have had a delightful week. When you paused during the intro, I was going to jump in and say, um... Variety show for sarcastic people who are delighted by content. <laughs> it's so true. I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> Kelsey is living her best content life this week. I am. I had two huge gambles in terms of content <laughs> that I thought could really fail me. And both things just gave me so much joy. They did everything right. We're only going to talk about one now. We'll talk about one next week. You'll get there. We'll get there. We're technically going to talk about the other one tonight, but y'all don't know that. Nope. You have to wait. You don't know our lives. (laughs) Tell me, my very delighted friend, what are we talking about in this week's episode? Um, to use... A phrase that you have often used. (laughs) We're talking about the Star Wars that was made just for me. (laughs) (laughs) Kelsey has found her Star Wars, my friends. I know I said that last time, but there's just a lot happening now. There's a lot of Star Wars to contend with, and I've changed my mind. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) If it's not clear, we're talking about Solo... The Star Wars spinoff that people kind of felt meh about, unless they're me. Yeah, just a real mixed bag on Twitter. Yeah. And on Pop Cups or Happy Hour, which is the only other place I've heard about this so far. <laughs> Shocking to no one, I have not actually seen this film yet. I will. What? I promise. I promised y'all that I would, like, stay up to date with Star Wars. I just am not going to the movies to do it, so come at me. I understand. I even waited like three days to see this. I didn't see it on opening night, which is rare because I've been kind of in the habit of doing that with the Star Warses. Yeah. Is that the right plural there? Star Warses. Star Warses. <laughs> Star Wars. Well, if it Star- were in writing, it would be just the apostrophe. Right. So I think that means it's just Star Wars eh. and the plural is implied by the grammar. Yeah. <laughs> eh. Um, Star. I was trying to think of how to make Star Wars rhyme with geese, and I couldn't get there. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> um. Anyway, 
my little tiny backstory is that I was excited about this movie when it got announced and no one else was. <laughs> Everyone's been only excited about Donald Glover, which is fair and warranted. But yeah. I was excited about the concept and then I got worried because everyone said it was going to be bad because it had all this bad PR around like the reshoots and the drama and blah 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 blah. And I still had a little bit of hope, but I was nervous. <laughs> and then I went to see it on Sunday, and now here we are. <laughs> and now here we are. She was, like, texting me from the theater to tell me how delighted she was. I was. I had to take a bathroom break, and that meant I had to take my phone with me. So while I was walking over to the bathroom as fast as I could, I could text you and be like, remember that time we weren't sure about our feelings about Kylo Ren? Well, let me tell you how sure I am about my feelings about Han Solo. <laughs> you know, I have to say, I was wondering how you pulled off that text. I was like, are you just sitting in the back and feeling really brave? No, I ran to the bathroom. Gotcha. I feel better about that, actually. Yeah, I'm not here to ruin anyone's movie I wasn't going to, like, completely judge you as a human being, but I was a little bit like, really? (laughs) I only texted you in real time during the trailers that were all bad. Yeah, previews don't count. (laughs) Previews don't count. No. Um, Where should we begin? How much should I spoil you? Uh, Spoiler alert, I'm spoiling. (laughs) Yeah, Kelsey's going to be spoiling stuff. This is a spoiler zone. Yes, Just because have... I haven't seen it doesn't mean shit for y'all out there. Yeah, choose your own adventure here. <laughs> I like that. That's a much more positive spin on spoilers. See, I can be inclusive of those who think spoilers are not a monstrosity. That's not the right word. Spoilers are it. meaningless. Nothing matters. Okay. Eat Arby's. I'm going to let you have that, because I'm going to talk at you for the rest of this episode. I'll let you have your moment. I will never not take an opportunity to stand on that soapbox. Or any soapbox, really. That's true. I've gotten better. (laughs) Was that a New Year's resolution of yours? No, I feel like it should be, except I like that about who I am as a person, so. I know. I'm not That's really why I'm feeling surprised you would, change. like, thought about not being that person. <laughs> I, like, enjoy that about myself, so. Like, I thought that was part of your brand. Am I wrong? It is. I think I wear self-righteousness really well. I think you do. You wear self-righteousness <laughs> you. as well as I wear pettiness. <laughs> That's why we're such a good team. It's so true. (laughs) That's probably why we have, like, seven people who listen to this, Max. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's, like, a very specific Venn diagram of people in the world who can handle that combination of personalities. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, like, 19 people in Indiana, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) We have so many petty friends. If you would like a shout out... (laughs) If you would like a shout out, please find us on Slack and participate in some pettiness. Probably you can tweet us at Hey Watch Us. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, so Star Wars is a thing that you watched. 
Star Wars is a thing that I watched this weekend. Yes. And I'm not going to be here to defend the general consensus from what I've understood with my limited, like, experience on the internet on this topic, because I've tried to stay away from it. Being that this movie answers questions that no one ever asked. (laughs) (laughs) And there's not really a point to it. But to be fair, the question that I never asked was who found the thumb drive that held the plans for the Death Star? Like, I didn't need to see Rogue One, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That is a fair point, because I thought Rogue One was a meaningless spinoff, and the fandom seemed super okay with it. Right. I'm much more interested in a character that I already care deeply about than, like, a plans on a hard drive, really. Right. Um, Right. Rogue One was pretty. Although, can I tell you the one? Can I tell you the one funny thing about my relationship with this movie? With which one? Just from the internet. Solo. Yes. I had to think about that question for a second there. (laughs) I was like, I don't know what of the Star Wars. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, because the only thing the internet has cared about this whole time is Donald Glover, I actually forgot. Either I'm not. I haven't. I don't know how my brain was really filtering this, but I either forgot that this movie was about Han Solo and not Lando. What's his face? Yep. Or in my brain, I just decided that Donald Glover was actually playing Han Solo. It's not actually clear which way my brain thought this was going, <laughs> but I just sort of accepted that like Donald Glover was like the center of this universe, and that this whole movie was just about him. Because he's the center of every critic's universe right now. Yes. Which is also fair and valid, as you said earlier. Fair and valid. And I'm open to the Donald Glover take on Han Solo. I'm open to it. (laughs) I think he would be a really fun Han Solo. Yeah. (laughs) Like, continuity be damned. Well, he's a fun everything. It's true. So, I'm going to try and remember premise briefly. Okay. Uh, we begin on this planet that is kind of run down, a little worse for the wear. Uh, there's some conflict with, uh, like, there's some issues with power and poverty and, like, a lot of weird things happen. It's like a manufacturing planet. And that's where Han Solo is from, we find out very quickly. And... He has this chick who he's banging to some capacity. <laughs> uh, what a phrase. <laughs> um anyway, so they are both living in this like weird um society where they don't have a lot of freedom and they have sort of a initial break that they get to kind of run away and escape and at that point uh, he ends up getting to go free and she gets caught and is taken away and he says, I'll come back for you. And that sort of tees up the whole movie. Okay. So um, his girlfriend is Amelia Clark. Okay. From Game of Thrones, who I liked a lot better in this than I've ever liked in Game of Thrones. 
blame yeah, the dicks. I actually, always. I really, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that Daenerys is Amelia Clark's fault. I don't either. I have always felt like there's more going on there than Daenerys was allowed. I also now can confirm <laughs> that her weird lack of chemistry with Kit Harrington is more his fault than hers, I think. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, that's fair. Literally no one on set has chemistry with Kit Harrington. No one on set has chemistry with anyone on that show. Also true. <laughs> this they is not all my live time like cyborgs. To bitch about Game of Thrones, but I will anytime. Any episode can be about Game of Thrones if you try hard enough. <laughs> it's the Outlander rule. <laughs> Anyone can blame the dames, Daves if you try hard enough. <laughs> Eventually, there's a thread back to the Daves. Oh, always. Anyway. Anyway. I'm saving that for my next episode. Ooh. Um. <laughs> teaser. Teaser. It's a spicy teaser. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, he escapes and he says he's going to come back. And how he gets away is basically by joining the Imperial Army. And this is done in a way that is, um, very... It's, like, one of the first, like, stark differences between a traditional Star Wars and the Star Wars, besides the fact that we did not have scrolling text. Uh, Mm. and it is it feels very 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 much like a like World War 1 World War 2 uh movie like a combat movie mm-hmm. and he basically joins the imperial army back and it's not like uh a clone army per se it's more like they're recruiting people they have uh in the terminal that he's in, basically trying to escape. They have, like, an army sign-up station. They have propaganda posters that are very, like, reminiscent of, like, Nazi propaganda's posters, basically. They have... Mm-hmm. they One of my favorite little touches they did was they took the Imperial March and made it into, like, a jingle. Oh. Like a a 1940s-ish jingle, and that's what's playing as, like, a recruitment song. It's really, really cool. And so you learn that he basically signs up for the army as a way to run away. And then they show him, like, they have this battle sequence that is on a planet, not in the sky. (laughs) And (laughs) he's, like, in trenches. And, like, the visual elements are very, very, very... Um, like war movie esque, which is mm-hmm. cool. He meets a not not a spy, but like a an outlaw who's pretending to be part of the army, who is Woody Harrelson, which is an incredible incredible casting choice that I love. <laughs> uh, and he's sort of playing the like very traditional Western outlaw. Like this quickly becomes. It's like a heist movie. It's a Western movie. It is not a space movie. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you're jumping from, like, a World War One trench warfare, all's quiet on the Western front, yes. to Westerns, then, like, we've got a lot of cinematic history being mishmashed together. Well, that's why I told you, from, like, a media theory standpoint, it's super interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, especially in this universe. Tropes. Yes. Uh, yeah. 
so he sort of joins up. I mean, with I guess the- in some way it like makes a little bit of sense if if they're on different planets because then like I don't know. I don't have a good way to bring that thought home. It just seems like it makes sense if there's like more than one world in history and time. I agree. I think that like historically in the canon though, it's been like every planet almost operates like a faction. Like, yeah. They have one skill and it's like whoop to do, we're on this planet now. Like Right. They never show, like, gruesome trench warfare. Right, right. Like, their Hoth battle is not suddenly different than their other battles on other planets. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And so that was interesting. So he joins up with Woody Harrelson's, like, gang of, um, like, outlaw folk. And he defects from the Imperial Army because he never really gave a fuck. It was just, like, a way out. And But he wanted to learn how to become a pilot. So... Okay. He leaves, and he joins up with them, and they have to go. There's this sort of energy thing that's, like, the thing that everyone wants to get their hands on for some reason throughout the whole movie. Uh, so they have to go, like, steal some, basically, from a shipment. And that's, like, their bounty that they're after. And that is where you get the big train sequence that a lot of people have talked about. And it's literally, like, a train robbery straight out of a western if it happened in space on a snow planet <laughs> and it's like a space monorail western. train it's really really well done and it's cool so they do that it's awesome uh there's this other group of like marauder types that come in and basically like screw up their mission and they're sort of like throughout they're kind of a threat and he Basically, like, this whole group loses their opportunity to get all this, like, this big bounty that they were assigned to get. So they go to the, like, crime lord guy, if you will. <laughs> and he's, like, a mob boss type. And uh-huh. they they go to him to be like, hey, we fucked up and we don't have it. And Han Solo meets up with he realizes that that chick that he was banging is now working for this guy like kind of as a not fully willing participant to work with this guy from what it appears like mm-hmm. like she it got seemed... ripped in somehow yeah and it's unclear if it's like more free will or less free will involved in that <laughs> mm-hmm. um but in some way she's now involved with that but this guy's kind of like, okay, well, you fucked up and you didn't get this, so I'm going to give you one more chance to, like, do, to get this for me or else, like, I'm going to kill you all. And he sends them to do the Kessel Run, which comes back later, um, uh-huh. to get the same basic stuff from, like, a mining community or something. And... I want to say it's at this point that we, yeah, we meet Han Solo, meet Han Solo. <laughs> we, we meet Lando, um, star of this movie, Yeah, because he sends that chick with them, basically, to be like, uh, run this operation for them. So now she's with him again, and like, there's a whole like, thing. Um, and they meet Lando, and Lando's the one who owns the Millennium Falcon. 
and they have a couple different scenes that I would love to hear Catherine talk about because they're like <laughs> Do they space, play poker? They're space poker scenes, yes. <laughs> and they're really, really fun. You find out Lando like cheats at the game because of course he does. He is yeah. amazing because he's doing this like sort of like dated acting sort of like his character is like a, f- a retro character huh and so like his clothes are very 70s and like it's almost like he's very much in that time period <laughs> that lando would have been for that movie to come out in like 1980 whatever that he was in yeah which is fun and he is this droid that you will appreciate so much when you watch it <laughs> <laughs> it, it may be your favorite part of the whole movie. Wow, bold. Um, yes, he has a droid that is like woke, <laughs> and woke she's droid. like, they have like droid fighting as instead of like dog fighting or something uh-huh. in this like casino situation they have this like underground thing, and she's like, "Don't you know you have rights?" Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like this isn't humane like this whole thing and so the whole movie she like is shouting about droids being free and having equal rights (laughs) and it's incredible and like very well done there's like a series of things that happen at some point he i forget how i don't know there's like a whole series of like misadventures he ends up meeting hansel ends up meeting chewbacca which is like the fan serviciest fan service of all time, but I'm here for it. Did he, like, rescue him from a prison or some shit? Basically, he gets thrown into his pit so that Chewbacca will eat him. Mm. But Han Solo speaks Wookiee. Sure. <laughs> There's also other Wookiees, and I thought we were going to a place that was, like, part of the <laughs> Star Wars holiday special, and I was like, oh, dear good lord. <laughs> Didn't happen. For the most part, it was okay. Okay. Um... They did talk about his weird planet, though. And I thought you were about to say they did talk about his wife. I wish I. They actually he actually like had a moment where they could have done it, and they didn't. They said he oh, was no. searching for. They said he was searching for his people, not his family. Gotcha. So they rescued it somehow, but <laughs> so basically, they have this like whole motley crew of people. They have a lot of misadventures. They do the Kessel Run in whatever the fuck parsecs it is that he always brags about forever. Um, (laughs) And then there's this, like, series of... This is spoiler, spoiler. uh, (laughs) There's this, like, series of betrayals that happens towards the end um, after they've successfully gotten all of the um, energy shit. And (laughs) this is a really good retelling. (laughs) Basically, like... Lando leaves with the Millennium Falcon and just runs away, and then you find out the Woody Harrelson guy, like, lied about his allegiances, and, like, there's a bunch of, like, these conversations that happen. You find out that the Marauder group is actually, like, starting the rebellion, Mm. and they're not bad guys after all, so there's, like, a whole thing with that. They don't want to give the mob boss the energy, and they want to give it to those people instead. It's a whole thing. Uh... Two big things that are important that happen at the end. One is that the chick he's begging ends up sort of, like, betraying him at the last second. And mm. through the whole time, it's like they're back to, like, 
kind of wanting to bang, you know, in that territory, but there's a lot of people on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just really hard to find the time. <laughs> yes. But we'll get, just we'll the get The sexual there. tension um, is really building. Yes. So it, it's like all good fun times. There's a lot of things happening that I'm here for. And then she keeps being like, you don't really know like what I've done to get here and blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of like that, like you don't really know me situation. And mm-hmm. then he says something about how they're going to go leave wherever they are at the end. And she's like, okay, I'm right behind you. I just have to do this one thing. And she like basically lets him go. Oh. And then, because they both killed the, um, the mob boss. That's the other important piece. Oh. So they both kill him. Mostly she does. But it turns out it's like a power move for her. Because mm-hmm. she wants to lead the the mob group. And she has... The unforgivable thing that I told you about <laughs> is that after she sends him on his way, kind of, and s- tells him she's coming, yeah, she has a hologram comes up. It looks a lot like her- she's talking to Darth Maul from episode one. Uh... And I was like, this is actual bullshit because no one should bring back episode one. Ever. Right. I've been told it's not actually meant to be him but i don't know that that's true because the timeline doesn't work well i just read a thing that he didn't actually die in episode one yeah that's also a theory that he he's like super mega alive and no longer sith and so he's like looking for revenge but not via the siths yeah, it's, like, very strange. It, it, like, was a little jarring for me, and I was almost upset about it. I, I was, I did say it was unforgivable. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> but that's sort of the cliffhanger there, and then she just up and leaves the planet with, like, that mob boss's ship. And my theory there is that she's going to be the next spinoff. Mm. She's teed up for it. Yeah, that was going to be my question, is, like, so they're making these, like, capsule movies, and, like, Rogue One was very clearly that. Like, yeah. it's a self-contained movie. There are no spinoffs to be made out of Rogue One. Like, yeah. it does what it does. Yeah. So I think the theory that I had heard was that there was going to be, like, the Han background movie and the Leia background movie. But I couldn't understand, based on the chatter on the internet, like, what, like how you make that, like, a self-contained movie and or what it's leading towards. The Leia movie? No, the Han movie. I mean, either either one, really. Unless you're just trying to create an endless cycle of spinoffs. Yeah. I mean, the Han movie now makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, because basically she leaves and he watches her leave and it's sort of like, I can see where that would then make him into the salty person that he is, like, five or ten years later when we meet up with him again. Uh Uh-huh. That's what made him dead inside. Yes. And then the other thing that was just a nod that was, like, so fan service, but it was fun, too, was that at the end, he, basically, he, there's a straight out of a Western, again, there's a couple of these, like, a standoff scene between him and that other, um, like, outlaw guy. Uh And he shoots him before he can shoot him back. Ah. it's Han shot first it's all you know whatever it's it's a thing it's a thing and that's sort of how it ends is like he's on his own with Chewbacca gotcha and that's supposed to set him up for what we then like vaguely know is like a couple decades of 
palling around in space. Yeah, and I can't imagine it's very long because he's not really that old when we see him in A New Hope, honestly. Oh. Like, what is he, 25? I don't know. I guess I never really thought about it. He's supposed to be, like, 19 or 20 in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it is only a couple of years, huh? Yeah. He's, I would, I've always imagined he's a little bit older than Luke is at that point. Yeah, I, well, I always imagined he was, like, significantly older than Luke. Like, I guess I, I had put him in, like, his 30s, but it could just be that he's, like, streetwise. Yeah. And Luke is, like, a newborn baby child. Yeah, I think it's a mix. (laughs) Well, so, this movie is supposed to take place seven years after Revenge of the Sith. Is it? I think... I think that's what I saw. Okay. Um, and do we know, let's see, so then A New Hope would have been like 18 years after Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Or 17 years or something like that. Right. However old Luke was. Right. So yeah, I guess this does put it like right smack dab in the middle of that timeline. Yes. Uh, and that... Kind of leads me into my my thesis that I've been building up. I'm so about, ready. About why I really loved this movie so, so much. Okay. <laughs> and why maybe no one else did. Okay. And <laughs> I'm confused about it, but I think it's true. Because my other favorite Star <laughs> Wars, as we know, favorite two Star Wars, New Hope and Force Awakens. Uh-huh. Which are basically the same movie twice. Yes. In terms of, like, format and storytelling style. Force Awakens is slightly better. Yes, but... But yes. I don't know if I agree with that. (laughs) Well, I do. Fair. Um, (laughs) I just got nervous agreeing to that. (laughs) (laughs) It was too bold of a statement for you. It was too much! I was like, oh no! Um... Uh, yeah. I'm a woman uh, of bold proclamations, Kelsey. Well, my my bold proclamation is that the reason I liked this movie <laughs> may be that there were no Skywalkers, no Jedi, <laughs> no Force, no midichlorians, and no Death Star. So basically you like it because it's not Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the opposite of an expanded universe. I had a real come to Jesus moment about this. It's like a retracted universe. It's like a universe in which, like, you get your fun adventure western movie. Yeah. But there's none of this, like, bullshit religion movie about the Force. So basically, you're here for the space western. You're not here for the high concept sci-fi stuff. I think that's true. And I think that's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a real, like, moment of trying to understand. But... It... Yes. <laughs> I think I actually hate almost all of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about that that resonates with me. Right? I haven't seen this movie, but, like... If you think back to my questions and criticisms and sticking points during Nerdication, 
Yes. It wasn't about space hijinks. No. You know, like, I can, I can handle the space hijinks. Like, sure, fly around in a spaceship. I don't know. Right. But yeah, uh, there, I had a lot of trouble with the Force and the midi-chlorians. And, like, the Skywalkers have never not been irritating. <laughs> no, every single Skywalker is a hot mess of a human being. Right. Like, every Han single Solo one of them has never been home. anything but an attractive disaster, and I'm into it. <laughs> That should be a bumper sticker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I want that tattooed on my body. (laughs) And speaking of attractive disasters, I need to take a full moment to talk about the fact that I was prepared to really, really hate this guy who did Han Solo. Uh And then I was so attracted to him that I couldn't, like, function during the entire time I was watching this movie. (laughs) It's so fascinating because it's it must have been a horrifying reality for um, the casting team when they realized that they had to cast a young Han Solo. Like they had to come up with someone who could hold a candle to Harrison Ford. Right. And I'm not saying I wouldn't take Harrison Ford original, but I'm also here for Harrison Ford light. And he does a very, very good job of having sort of the same facial expressions and body language and he says falcon uh (laughs) i love to call back (laughs) but he's not trying too hard at the same time Uh like he found a way to balance it and still be kind of like his own han solo while also echoing like what was done previously and not straying away from it to the point that i find him a very believable like, supplement for Han Solo. Has Harrison Ford said anything publicly yet about someone else playing Han Solo? I don't know. I know he did some, like, media appearances with him, but I haven't actually, like, read what those may have Uh been. I'd be interested to know what his take on it is, because I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like from the tiny little bit that I've seen, he, like, kind of doesn't give a shit about Han. In the way that, like, Harrison Ford doesn't give a shit about anything. Correct. So I don't think he cares. I think he's like, oh, you're going to pay me for this? Cool. Yeah, although it's, like, kind of a major part of his legacy. Couldn't you also see him, like, definitely wanting someone to get that right? Like, as much, I think this is where he is Han Solo deep down inside. As much as he is salty and doesn't give a shit, I also feel like he would be offended if someone did a bad Han Solo. I agree. Do you know? I feel like he, he'd be like, that's not Han. He has a summer home in like Dartmouth, Fairhaven area, and <gasps> it's my dream to encounter him when I'm in that area every single summer. <laughs> it's not impossible. I'm going there this weekend and I'm like, <gasps> am I going to run into him this time? Oh my God. I didn't know that he, that that was a thing. It's a thing. It's my dream. Ugh. But anyway, um, my other Han Solo related like personality thought is I was especially shocking to no one here for (laughs) (laughs) him being like not such a like hard to get asshole Uh uh-huh and just being like head over for someone 
Like slightly more innocent Han Solo. Oh my god, it like broke my heart a little, but I loved it so much. And <laughs> I know you you said you have thoughts about this, but from the very beginning, like in the first five minutes, he's making out with the the his like girlfriend person. Yeah, which is not like a Star Wars I've seen before, and I want it. And then throughout, there's like a couple times where like that happens again, and it's like fine and cool and no one's having like awkward sexy time banter in (laughs) at ren fair (laughs) like it's not that at all it's so like characteristic of what i think he would be like Uh uh-huh as like a pure innocent newborn baby and so much better executed but that's like the bar is the lowest it could be (laughs) yeah right um but i like that and i liked that the whole thing was built around him like trying to go back for this girl that he left there and then it it explains for me why he's so salty later on Mm -hmm. and like no one asked for the rom-com i understand that (laughs) Except that Kelsey asked for the rom-com. I asked for the rom-com. Kelsey needed the rom-com. There was a USA Today article that was going around on Twitter today that was like, is there, is it time for sex on Star Wars? And I told Kirstie I've never felt so seen. <laughs> we had two completely opposing reactions. We may have. To this article, she sent it to me with so many caps that was like, I feel so seen and heard. I am so here for this. And I (laughs) sent back an equal number of caps and I was like, I cannot even right now with what is happening on my screen. (laughs) I just want everyone to bone. (laughs) Oh my God. The most shocking part of our brand has absolutely been the part where you want the boning and I don't. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. This is not a thing I ever would have known about the two of us. <laughs> not for this podcast. <laughs> however, however. <laughs> in the context, if you're going to do a movie about Han Solo and not have some level of boning, I'm offended. See, I think I can give you the sexual tension. Like, let's let's riff on some sexual tension for a little while. I think Han Solo can handle that. But, like, I'm really tired of, like, man movies, space movies, action movies, like, whatever, with, like, throwaway sex scenes. Like, when I, when I saw that headline... The first image that ran through my brain was like a montage of every summer blockbuster movie trailer ever where someone's either making out or boning down. Correct. Okay. Fair. <laughs> I've had to watch a, a lot of Marvel movies lately and I understand. Exactly. That's exactly the thing. And the reality is, it doesn't matter who directs a Star War. A Star War is never going to bone down like Outlander. Sick burn, Fergus. <laughs> <laughs> you just rendered me speechless for a moment. <laughs> I was about to tell you how much agency this chick had, and then I was like, nope. Nope. 
nope. <laughs> but I will say that now, in fairness. Yes, I'm ready to hear how this chick is accidentally or otherwise a feminist icon and deserves to have the space sex. Well, A, it was a breath of fresh air to have a Star War that had natural-ish chemistry with anyone besides the original Han Solo and Leia thing. Yep. Yep. Besides the point. Um, the... This girl, whose name is Kira, but with a QI, I found out. Yeah, I I would not have gotten that from the spelling. I thought everyone had normal names in this movie, and then I found out that that happened, so I was like, oh, wow, they didn't have weird Star Wars names, and I'm like, no, they did. They sure Uh, did. But whatever, that's fine. Uh, she, from the beginning, sort of can hold her, you know, like, holds her own, is her own person, has agency, and then as we see, once we meet up with her again, obviously, like, she's had to figure out her own way to get out of this planet and didn't have to get saved by Han Solo to do it. Um, Mm. and then she's under sort of, like, this weird control of, control with that mob situation (laughs) uh but you see towards the end like she ends up killing the mob boss like kind of on her own and clearly makes her own choices that suddenly Mm -hmm. she's not like she's not gonna go run off with han solo she's gonna lead this empire of some sort herself Mm -hmm. um and i think she's like kind of I don't want to use the word anti-hero, <laughs> but I think she could dabble in that like gray area in a spinoff, and that's why I think they're going to pin her down for one. Gotcha. Because she's not decidedly bad, and she lets him go. Right. Um, and like kind of lets him execute his like plan to basically not give them the energy thing that they wanted. You know, like she lets him get away with it. And she kind of leaves his hope up almost, but then she runs away anyway. Gotcha. So she kind of is, she's waffling. But I really liked her throughout and I thought she was interesting and like had her own personality and she wasn't like a, like, she wasn't using a paddle brush on her hair. (laughs) Yeah. So. Interesting. I mean, I... I I see that, and I feel that. I'm still not sure I want to see them try to get her naked. I don't trust anything with George Lucas's, like, brand on it to get anyone naked. Exactly. Like, please give me more making out in the closet on the Millennium Falcon. Okay. I can let you have that. In the midst of Lando's capes, and then make jokes about his capes. Like, that (laughs) is honest to God the Star Wars I want. (laughs) I think I think making out is like a reasonable line to draw yes. with Star Wars. I also don't want to detract from Lando. I want to like <laughs> really emphasize how much I liked him. So I never I never totally understood the point of Lando when he first shows up. He's like a mayor of some shit and Han like knows the thing and they've got an old beef or something. Yeah, because he's super corrupt, basically. Okay. Like, that that's his deal, and that's his deal from the get-go. He's, like, he's, like, gambling with, like, so he's gambling with the Millennium Falcon. Uh-huh. 
and he loses it, and then they go down to get it, and it's basically been impounded. Oh. That's, like, the type of person he is. Gotcha. That's, like, his thing. So he's, like, fake fancy. Fake fancy. (laughs) You know what I mean? I do. I know exactly what you mean. But he's, like, got the same charisma. Like, he, it's just so, so spot on. And, like, they have funny jokes about, like, his clothes and how he's, like, there's a whole thing about how he's in love with the woke robot. And (laughs) there's just, like, a lot that happens. But they play off the whole, like, they're friends but not friends basically over the ship. Yeah. Because at the end of the movie... Han goes and finds him again, uh-huh. and he steals the card that he has, like, hidden in his sleeve to win the poker game. Uh. So he's like, oh, I want a rematch. And so he basically plays and wins because he doesn't have his cheat card. So gotcha. he wins the Millennium Falcon back, and that's, like, the beef that they have. But, like, it's a friendly beef. Gotcha. Well, it's kind of fun to have male frenemies. That's not a trope you get very often. It's really not. That's a lady it was, trope. It was so good. I know, it is. <laughs> I just really liked it. And there's a lot of, like, Millennium Falcon-related hijinks about, like, you're flying my plane and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, ship, plane, ship flags. <laughs> You're flying my ship flags. (laughs) So many parsecs. Um, Yes. And they like, my, one of my favorite visuals of all Star Wars always is anytime they're in that like gun cockpit thing on the Millennium Falcon, because it's like so janky and weird and like, (laughs) yeah, no one can operate it. And they brought that back again, which always makes me happy. Um, I just had one other thought, and now I lost it, but it's cool. I don't know. Is it about hijinks? <sighs> no. Oh. But I don't, I really don't know what it was. <laughs> oh, well. You were just filled with too much joy. Your brain couldn't deal with all of it at once. I know. So, <laughs> I was telling Kirstie today that I kind of want to go see it again to make sure that, like, there wasn't something, like, wrong with the chemistry in my brain at the time that I watched it. <laughs> I believe the way you worded it was that uh, to ensure that you weren't distracted by a handsome man. Yeah, so much that it, like, skewed my opinion of this movie, because no one else has liked it as much as I did. I I can think of two people that I saw on Twitter who had enthusiastic reactions. Like, not as enthusiastic as you, but, but like, better than lukewarm. Okay. So, I don't think you're totally alone. I remember what I was going to tell you. Okay. It's towards the end. (laughs) It's right after they do the Kessel Run, because you know when you first meet Han Solo, the, like, first thing he talks about is is how his ship can do the the Kessel Run in, like, 12 parsecs or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And he brags about it all the time. So, they, that's what they show you, basically, as, like, the big action sequence in this movie and the second he's back, he, like, encounters some rando, and he's like, I just did the Kessel Run in 12 seconds, 12 parsecs <laughs> or whatever. And they're like, cool story. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> and he just, like, that 
delivery made my life. Maybe I just like fan service. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. I feel like the general impression that I'm getting is that it's like not a super self-important film. No. Like, I feel like it doesn't carry the weight of like the Star Wars canon. It really doesn't. And like. Neither did Rogue One, but Rogue One was so dark and heavy. Yeah. Kind of on its own. And I think it's because it's, like, the dark side and blah, blah, blah. Like, this just was free of all of that. This is just a dude in his space hijinks. And I had so much fun. Is Does that mean that there's, like... Because, like, the whole point of sci-fi as a genre has always been, like, navel-gazing about the human condition. Mm-hmm. And so does that mean that there's space in the genre, LOL, for <laughs> just, like, hijinks movies? For just, like, let's play in space and not think too hard about it? I hope so, because I'm here for it, especially if there's light boning. <laughs> <laughs> like, how, what would that, I mean, maybe this is the model, but, like, what would that movie be? Like, how, I'm a, the only thing I can come up with is Spaceballs. I mean, and Spaceballs is a ripoff Star Wars. Right. The but movie like, that I want is <laughs> this new Han Solo man, <laughs> <laughs> Donald Glover, and Sam Huon as a buddy cop in space movie. Oh my god. I never <laughs> thought about Sam Huon in space. I want that. But he can't wear, like, a space suit. It has to be, like, hot leather jackets like Han Solo. Yeah. God, how big of a spaceship would you need to have a cockpit big enough for Sam Hill to walk into? <laughs> I don't know if it was an innuendo, but I took it as one. <laughs> it definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was. I like I'm imagining now like the hangover, but with those yep. three in yep. space. I will give it, like, a gazillion dollars in funding. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the movie we should kickstart. I'll take out a mortgage to start that. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my um, God. Anyway, now that we've derailed into an Outlander podcast, like yeah, raise raise those shit flags. <laughs> Any, any lingering questions about Solo? Are you excited to see it? Did I I am, mind? actually. I'm not gonna lie. Like, this is, a this was, like, compelling. I was gonna I'm, see it because, like, I've made the commitment to try to keep up. And so eventually I was gonna watch it. But this is compelling because, it's like, I need some goofy content. Honestly, were I not coming up with my mom... For your shower, I would m- go see it with you. <laughs> oh, that would be really fun. I know. <laughs> Guys, we're going to see each other in like two weeks. Again! <laughs> it's been the best. We're seeing each other a lot this summer, inadvertently, and I guess on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how you think of it, I guess. Only Eurovision is really spur of the moment. Yeah, it's true. Well, you know, the other one might be too. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. Um, 
So here's here's something for you to think about, all of you out there. You don't have to answer this right now, but it was a, a question that I saw posed on the internet that I thought was interesting. So the Millennium Falcon, which Falcon. is no longer a word that I can say because it doesn't sound right ever. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Millennium Fast Bird. Um, Lando calls it a falcon in this movie. Thank you, Lando. <laughs> <laughs> the only one who gets me. <laughs> so the Millennium Falcon is like the fastest ship in space, basically. It's, like, so fast, and he makes it go very fast all the time, sure. and that's, like, what he brags about, is, like, because so fast. Because of his, his skills. Because of his parsecs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Sounds dirty, and I want it to be. <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't. Um, so... So... Then, if that's the case, why is the Millennium Falcon the only spaceship that's ever been made in the particular manner that that ship is made? Not true. Okay. See, this This is why... Other... This is why. There's a couple pieces here. Okay. Um, when they get on the ship, Han Solo has some feels because... His dad apparently used to manufacture ships like that on their shitty planet. Uh-huh. So ships of that model. So he was familiar with it. The other piece is that, spoiler alert, uh, which is unnecessary at this point, yeah. um, <laughs> Lando's robot girlfriend dies. Droid girlfriend. <laughs> Sorry, Glenn. Um, he, she effectively dies. And she has the best navigation, like, memory that they know of. And they basically put her navigation brain into the, like, hard drive, hard wiring of the Millennium Falcon. So basically, there were other ships, like the Millennium Falcon. Yes. But this one got hacked. Yes. And also Han Solo has all the parsecs. Yes. And that magic combination. Yes. Is why it's such a fast ship. It's what yes. makes it the fast bird. And I think a little bit of respect for the ship itself. <laughs> I see. Because essentially the question was like, you know, from the equivalent of like the 1940s. Yep. Until the equivalent of, like, now, this is the fastest ship ever. And, like, the way technology and space progressed, that makes no sense. Right. I think, yeah, I think it's because it got hacked. Gotcha. That's, that's what it has led me to believe, at least. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like the DJ Roomba of spaceships. Yeah. Like, it's a good ship, and they make it a great ship. Gotcha. All right, I can handle that. So, if you inexplicably also liked Han Solo more than you should have, <laughs> uh, where can they tell us about that, Kirsty? You can tell us about it at Hate Watch with us on Twitter. However, if you did not like Han Solo as much as Kelsey did, do not even try to come in here and rain on her parade because she is so delighted right now, and I am not having it. 
I'm so delighted. That is the soapbox I will stand on, is protecting Kelsey's delight. So, I'm really happy about that. You should find us on Twitter at HateWatch with us if you two were delighted. And if you were not, then go home. Go home. If you have other thoughts that don't fit on Twitter, then you can find us by email using our email which is hatewatchthis at gmail.com. I was just having a really hard time with sentence structure. That's all right. We also have a website, hatewatchthis.com, that we do not update, but you can find stuff there. I'm glad that's our official platform. <laughs> like, we pay for this domain name. Like, we're paying money for this website so that you all can access it and, like, see our shit. And then we're just not going to provide you with any of it. But it's there. Go look it's at it. It's one of my summer projects. It's okay. Maybe it should be your summer project, though. <laughs> You're going to have some time. I'm going to have some time. With nothing um, to do. Nothing at all. Nothing. None. At all. I'm going to be <laughs> getting lots of sleep during that time. Um, yes. So, so those are some places for us. We're also members of the Thought Bubble Audio Network, and if you want to find those folks who also make podcasts um, and often have opinions about Star Wars, you can find them on Twitter at Thought Bubble FM. You can find them by email. Thought is it Thought Bubble FM at Gmail? Thought Bubble Audio, I think. Thought Bubble Audio at Gmail. One of those. You can uh, clarify. My lack of knowledge by going to their website, which is thoughtbubbleaudio.com. That mm-hmm. one I know. Yeah. Um, and they also have a Patreon, which supports their shows. And you can contribute to that if you like what they're doing. You sure can. Yeah. And uh, you can find all of us and all of our shows in all the places that you find the podcasts, which presumably you have found. Uh, and you should rate and review us in each of those spots so that other people find us too. If you don't want to share your actual thoughts about us in your review, you can tell us what you think the Millennium Falcon's ship flag look like. like. Ooh, that's a good one! Yes. Preferably with five stars, not with one, but we're not, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Thanks for listening to my pure delight. (laughs) It was wonderful. I love your delight. (laughs) (laughs) It's really a joyful experience for me. I'm so glad. Uh, We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. So many things happening at one time. (laughs) (laughs) You can't yawn yet. I yawned already. Uh, oh no, it's like breaking the seal. <laughs> it is like breaking the seal. Oh my god. Ugh. That's a good one. <laughs>